Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everybody. You're going to have such a wonderful experience today because my guest is truly remarkable. Her name is Dr. Davina Smith, and she is an inspirational speaker. You'll probably learn more about that. She's an author. She's a podcast radio producer and host, and she's the CEO of Design Doc LLC, and she is also an Army veteran. Welcome to the show, Davina. Hello. Thank you so much, Marcia, for having me here today. I'm excited to just have a great conversation. Absolutely, and and that's what we both enjoy. I mean, you do so many things, and it, it's it's inspiring, and I know that that's what people will take away from this. But before we get to talking about your book, which is something, and your writing experience, I thought you could just kind of tell us a little bit about your background, your, about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I'm a wife and a mother. I also have a three-year-old Husky Lab. And I have about over 30 years of professional experience. I'm in the military, in the Army, and also as a government contractor. And I've been an entrepreneur for probably as long as I can remember. But I think the military is really my foundation. I I chose the military because after high school, I just didn't have the money to go to college. I was working two jobs, you know, trying to pay for college. And I thought, you know what, there's got to be a better way. So I found out I could go in the military, serve my country, learn a skill, get money for college. So that's what I did. And it it literally changed my life. There was some great experiences, some bad ones, but I am who I am today because of each and every one of them. And my educational background is in business and human services. A lot of people get human services confused with human resources. So just to kind of get some clarification, yeah, human Mm -hmm. services is really the field that's all about making a difference. Human services are those fields that people are dedicated to improving the lives of individuals and communities. So the goal of human services overall is to make a positive impact on the lives of others. So that's who I would say I am at my core. I just want to make a difference. I want to impact others. And so I have an associate from the University of Maryland, a bachelor's and master's from Liberty, and a master's and Ph.D. from Walden University. My Ph.D. is in human services and public health. And one of the main reasons I chose Walden was because they have a focus on social change. And I really Mm. wanted my degree to be more than just that piece of paper. You know, I wanted to learn how can I use my experience to make a difference and impact change. So as you mentioned, you know, earlier, I have, you know, quite a few titles. I've done a lot of different jobs (laughs) and businesses over the years. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, people see my life as kind of like a collage of unseemingly related endeavors. Um, And some people tell me, you know what, you do too much. They think that Mm -hmm. having many passions and interests is a distraction, but for me it's actually been a huge asset. So I believe that, you know, it's not one experience, one class, one job, but contributed to who I am today as an author, an inspirational speaker, you know, a strategic thinker, agent of change. So these are just, you know, some of the experiences that I've learned. Uh, They can translate to other areas. You know, my military experience, it transcends the battlefield. You know, my professional career, I'm able to make decisions, support a mission and vision. Those are the same things I use as an entrepreneur. You know, that discipline, resilience, commitment as an inspirational leader, I use those things that I learned in the military to lead and inspire others. So that's a little bit about, you know, who I am, all of my different experiences just working Mm -hmm. together to make me uniquely me. And true. And so you are you retired from the military. I'm, is that correct? No, I did twelve and a half years. Okay, twelve and a half years. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's that's congratulations and and thank you. I I, I don't think um, military get thanked often enough. 
my father was also in the military. And I want to just thank you for your service because we are a better country and a safer country because of the people that have done precisely what you've done. So let's 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 dig a little deep into the ground here because we could probably you and I could probably speak for several hours together because that's just because we both enjoy conversation. But we're going to start mm-hmm. with your writing, um, and I want to know what inspired you to pursue the writing and self-publishing side of yourself. Well, you know, I've always loved books um, from as early as I can remember. I remember at four years old, my mom got me a set of encyclopedias, and I thought Mm -hmm. it was like the most amazing thing in the world. You know, there was just so much information, so many words that I had to learn and push myself to just learn more. Um, I loved reading the Bible as a child. I read it over and over. didn't really understand everything, but I loved reading it, and somehow it did still help me to build my faith even at the young age. Um, And my love for reading and writing, it just never really went away. In my heart, I always consider myself a reader and a writer. But I remember reading a book, and it said, if you've never written a book, you can't consider yourself a writer. And that was kind of like a light bulb moment. I was like, well, I need to write a book. I've got to publish a book because I'm a writer. Mm. And so I decided to write a book. And, uh, you know, I guess the – self-publishing part just made sense to me because I love learning and doing new things and I wanted to learn the process myself. I wanted to add another skill to my, you know, toolbox and then be able to share that skill with someone else as well. And I just thought, you know, writing a book would allow me to leave something behind of myself, you know, something that would inspire other people long after my time on earth is over. And I thought especially a book is something that I could leave, you know, a written part of me for my children, something that could help guide them and encourage them even if I wasn't around. Mm-hmm. How many books have you written? Three. Okay, but we're going we're gonna to talk about a book that really sort of says something to me, and that's called mm-hmm. um, Positive Principles Hidden in Plain Sight. That was not your first book, correct? Or was that your first that book? That is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was, that was, your, first that was your very first book. Okay. So mm-hmm. I would really like to spend some time, if you wouldn't mind, just having you, because there's some principles in this book, and I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about that book. Sure, sure. So that book came about in the early days of COVID. And, you know, when the hustle and bustle kind of slowed down and I wasn't, you know, commuting hours every day, it seemed as if everything was speaking to me. I would just look around and I felt like there was a message in everything. And so I just started to put them down on paper. And I started to realize that many of the principles that we use in life or that we can use in life to be successful in in all areas, whether it's, you know, on the job, whether it's with your relationships, whether it's raising children, whether it's running a business, that many of these principles can be found in everyday ordinary things. And so uh, just to give you one example, one of people's favorites is popcorn. You know, when you take a bag of popcorn, you put it in the microwave, it's not actually popcorn. It's just bags, a bag full of seeds of potential. Right. And a lot of times, you know, when you put that popcorn in there, if you stop it before it's done popping, you break the transformation process. And a lot oh, of times gosh. in life, you know, we go through situations and we don't want to stay in the heat. We want to come out before the transformation is done, you know. And so that's just one of the examples. You know, popcorn's my favorite treat. So that was one of the examples that, um, you know, just really stood out to me as something that we can mm-hmm. use in life. Wow, you know, that I, I'm a person, um, I'm not a reader, um, and I know that you are, but I would just say that, but I am a visualizer. And because of the way you express yourself and using that popcorn as an example that we can all relate to is really, I mean, that's why it's positive principles hidden in plain sight. Do you have Mm -hmm. one more that maybe you could just share besides popcorn? Sure. Let me think of another favorite real quick. Um, All right. Let me think. Let me think. Um, probably another one that would be, I guess, my favorite since it is summertime is uh, when you think about a pool. 
one of the things we ended up getting a pool during COVID, and one of the things I didn't know is how much maintenance goes into mm. maintaining a pool. And mm. there's a thing that you have to do each week, which is called a shock treatment. And you have to put the, you know, certain products in the pool so that it can get rid of those things that are unseen but are very harmful. And so it's just that process of, you know, doing that inner searching, you know, mm-hmm. going in and cleaning out those things that you can't see, but they're hindering and hurting your life. And another thing about it is when a storm comes in, you know, a lot of trees um, will, you know, the trees, leaves, and things like that will end up yeah. in the pool after a storm, and you have to do additional cleaning. And it's the same thing mm-hmm. in our life. When we go through storms in life, there's work that has mm. to be done to clean up those storms. You know, there might be extra dirt, extra, you know, situations Mm -hmm. that you kind of have to clean up after. And then one other thing about it is that when the pool gets dirty, it's very interesting because all the dirt sinks to the bottom. But as soon as you get in there, you know, with your body or anything and start to move things around, the stuff lifts from the bottom and it starts to raise to the top. And when it's on the bottom, everything is stuck together. But when it starts to raise up, it separates. And some of it will come to the top and some of it will still be on the bottom. And it's the same way in life. You know, you've got to shake things up or you might get stuck at the bottom. And when you're down there, you know, stuck with everybody else, you've got to shake things up so that you can move and elevate yourself and rise to the top. So those are just a few things about, you know, the pool. So let me, I, we could probably spend an entire hour talking about those principles, but to to keep us focused on some of these other questions I wanted to ask you, <clears throat> was there a transformative moment or maybe a realization that shifted your perspective that had a profound effect on an impact on how you approached your creative work and business endeavors? Yeah, definitely. I would say that when I was in my Ph.D. residency, we did this exercise where everyone was given several questions to answer. And the group was full of people. We had different academic backgrounds and different professional backgrounds. So as we shared the answers, the perspectives were very similar but also very, very different. And there was like an underlying core element, but each field saw things from a totally different perspective. And it just really opened my eyes to the value that different people can bring to a situation. Mm-hmm. And so it made me see, you know, that I had something to, of value to bring as well because of my different background. And I started to see myself in a better light with more value to bring both personally and professionally. Um, for a while I'd worked in a field where almost everyone had the same academic background except me. And mm. I sometimes felt like I just didn't fit in or like I was being viewed in a lesser light because, you know, I was I was different. But after this experience, I realized that I didn't need to fit in to bring value and that, in fact, my different background was an asset rather than a shortcoming. So mm-hmm. this experience really changed everything for me because I realized that many of the things I felt that were different about me were not really weaknesses, but they were strengths. So it wow. really started me on the path to where I am today, you know, in all the inspirational endeavors because it allowed me to see things from a different perspective. That's fabulous. So as an advocate for personal growth and self-development, what practices or approaches do you personally embrace to foster those continuous learning and expansion of your own skills? Because I have a feeling you are not only a teacher, you are a learner. So you are continually learning. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, I love learning. I prioritize reading. Um, I read a different range of books. I'm not too much of a a fiction, but I love nonfiction. Um, And self-education is is my thing. I would love to teach myself, learn from others. I ask for feedback from, you know, mentors, peers. I'm always trying to identify ways that I can improve. Um, I try to network with people that are different from me, you know, personally and professionally, just so I can gain different insights and have a you know different perspective on things. I believe that I should always be learning and growing. I am definitely a life learner. And I like mm-hmm. to say I'm my own drill sergeant and my own cheerleader. <laughs> I like to push myself 
and I make a point of trying to celebrate, you know, my small wins as well as my big wins. Um, I like to take time for self-reflection. I like to take time to rest my mind, to unplug, to find silence, Mm -hmm. to avoid that burnout. And I just try to look for the positive and focus on being grateful. I focus on, you know, what I consume with my eyes and ears so that my mind remains to be a fertile ground for growth. Gosh. There's just so many reasons why I just love you. Okay. So (laughs) what types of, of businesses or individuals do you find do you find most fulfilling and enjoyable to support? Well, I absolutely love supporting small businesses. I think Mm -hmm. that everything big starts small. And it just feels really good to know that, you know, I can make a difference that matters. I think as a small business myself, I understand, you know, how good it feels when someone does support what you do. And I like being on the other end of that. So it, it just makes me happy to know that, you know, somebody might have you know, lit up on the inside because I supported their business, you know, and mm. that they're making a difference. Um, and I feel like, you know, I'm contributing to helping to someone else build their dream and write their success story. So I just really love, um, you know, small businesses as well as independent, you know, like independent authors, independent um, artists, anybody that's just, you know, doing their thing really mm-hmm. gosh you know i'm just listening to you and i i am mesmerized by you um and and it just occurs to me have you done a ted talk yet i have not <laughs> okay i've got a connection to you for you so okay. you let me know when awesome. you're ready because the stage i can see i can visualize you on the stage speaking Awesome. And um, I really could, I really can visualize you doing that. So, what motivated you to enter the world of broadcasting, and what do you find most fulfilling about connecting with your audience through this medium? Well, believe it or not, again, it started during COVID. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I saw a lot of people struggling with social distancing. And, you know, as a military veteran, I was used to being away from family and friends, so that wasn't a big deal for me. But I thought, you know, how can I use my experience to help others? So I thought, well, I'll just start a little podcast. I'll share short little messages to inspire people, bring a little bit of positivity into a light, you know, into a dark situation. And it was well-received. And so it started as a 15-minute inspirational moment and ended up becoming an hour-long inspirational show. So um, that was, you know, kind of cool. And then what I love most about the radio is that it's so personal, yet it's also so private. You know, you get to experience it wherever you want, the comfort of your own space, your car, during your commute, cooking, you know, laying back with your headphones on. It's just this beautiful escape from the hustle and bustle. And I get to provide that for people, you know, that they can unwind, recharge, and allow me to be like a dear friend, you know, a counselor to people Mm -hmm. I've never even met. You know, and it allows me to be far away, but also be very close. Yeah, it, it's it's really it, it's it's pretty amazing. And you do you do a do you do a weekly show? Do you or do, is it just how often do you do you do your your show? Yes, weekly. Okay, and it's as it live. It is live. It's on the it's on live, and then it's also on demand. So um, maybe you could just tell us, what, what's the name of your show and how, how, how can people listen? Because I'm sure that there are people wondering that right now. Yeah, sure. It's called Dr. Davina's Dots, and they can actually tune in on demand at www.drdavinasdots.com. And if they want to tune in live on a radio station, the schedule for that is also posted on that website. Perfect. All right. Well, I'll make sure that I'm including that um, so that if people are not taking notes, they can find that. But what topics or or themes do you enjoy exploring on your show, and what do you hope that your listeners take away from these episodes? So I really talk about anything that has to do with positive positive living. Um, I like to talk about, you know, mental health issues, self-care, setting boundaries, embracing relaxation, cultivating self-love. I just always try to maintain a positive atmosphere. I think that, you know, people can go anywhere to hear negative, depressing information, but I want to leave my listeners feeling relaxed and empowered. So, you know, at the end of the show, I want a listener to think, wow, I feel so much better. 
You know, mm-hmm. I want them to think my life is not perfect, but my life really does matter. You know, I want mm-hmm. them to think the world is better because I'm in it. I'm enough. I love myself. It's going to be okay. You know, I want people to feel like they can let go of what they can't change and instead change their perspective and start to see things in a more positive way. And don't you see it as somebody that's in this field, not quite maybe the same way that you are, but don't you see that also not only do you um, provide your guests this opportunity for positive living, but it's a win-win because their experience Mm -hmm. gives you an experience that that is also positive and is it is it is it is it weekly well like what day is it one day a particular one day of the week in time no uh the radio is i'm on seven days a week so it just varies on the the station and time and normally on my podcast i post it anywhere between friday and normally it's on friday but some days uh it might be a different day Okay, so I'm on your um, Dr. Davina's, um, and, and I'm going to spell Davina's for people. So it's D A V I N A apostrophe S. Dr. Davina's dots. But as you mm-hmm. said, um, so I'm looking at this right now, and I mm-hmm. see that there are you know some episodes listed here, but kind of to help direct me because I'm not sure where if I wanted to just tune into terrestrial radio where I would find you? Are you saying that I wouldn't necessarily be able to do that? You could. Um, You could scroll to the About section. All right. At the top, go to About, and then scroll down, and you'll see some of the um, shows with the station. All right. So this is is on your... um, Oh, I see. So this, so now we're are we on the are we on a DavinaSmith.com um, um, page? No, if you go just go to the um, on Dr. Davina's Bats, If you go to the About section, okay. So at the top so it has guess, home and then it has About. Well, so there therein lies something that I think is interesting because I'm doing precisely what you're saying. And um, mm-hmm. we can talk about this off the air because I'm not okay. seeing an about page on this. I'm seeing your name, dots, books and courses, shop, and contact. So perhaps um, we can talk about this when we get off the air, and I can um, I let think people you're on know the, how. I think you're on the Davina Smith page. Okay, so I'm going to go to the Dr. Davina's. And there's that, yeah. and I see where there's mm-hmm. the about, about podcast. I read that, and then yes. I don't scroll see. Yeah, that's that's where you are. So if you okay. scroll down a little bit, right about the bottom of the picture to the okay. right, it says okay. on air schedule, starting with Sunday at twelve. Okay, that? so that, and I don't. So we we will talk okay. about this off off air so that I can be clear on how to do that because I really do want okay. people to be able to listen. But in effort in an effort to to get get through some of these questions with you, um, I'm just wondering, can you um, share a, a memorable experience where your work as a radio personality actually positively affected somebody's life? Yeah, sure. Um, One of the moments that was really memorable for me, I was doing a show uh, talking about a mirror as the um, kind of the item of the day. And a Uh listener called in. I was began by asking people, you know, what do you see when you look in the mirror? And I shared an encouraging message. And I finished by saying that, you know, the next time you look in the mirror, decide to love yourself, embrace the person staring back Mm -hmm. at you, value yourself, appreciate who you are and who you're becoming. And I challenged them to make the mirror their best friend because success and failure, joy and pain all starts with that man or woman in the mirror. So a gentleman called in and he said that he hated looking in the mirror. He said he was overweight and he just hated his reflection. He said, but my message encouraged him. And he said he was ready to look in the mirror and love who he was on the way to where he was going to be. And it just really touched me because, you know, it's, it's one thing for women to kind of be vulnerable but for mm-hmm. a man to call in and be vulnerable, it was really powerful. And it made me realize that, you know, words matter. Encouragement matter. People need hope. 
And I realized right then that my messages were making a difference and people needed to hear them. And if only one person's life was improved because of what I said, then that was enough. And you know, what you'll never know is how many lives were improved that you won't know Mm -hmm. about. And I and I right. think that when when you are willing to put yourself out there, be vulnerable yourself, be real, people can tell when people are authentic. If you are really mm-hmm. truly who you say you are, not you personally, you, but if people mm-hmm. behave authentically and genuinely, that gratitude, that personality, that way of being, it's felt. And and I I would absolutely agree with you. And I would say that that was great that that person gave you feedback. I always appreciate feedback myself. But, you know, at the end of the day, as they say, if when I close my eyes at night and I think about my grateful day and I think about my guests like yourself, Davina, and others that have joined me, it gives me such hope for the future and it gives such purpose for my life. And um, I, I just, I understand why it can do the same for you. And if you, if you were to choose just two words to describe the essence of why you love what you do, what would they be? I would probably say impact and significance, um, okay. because I love, you know, I, I want to make an impact on others. You know, in this, it allows me to uplift people, to empower people. Mm-hmm. And then significance, I once heard that there's success and there's significance, and that success is about yourself, but significance is about others. And so I just, I want to live a significant life. I want to leave an impact on others. I want to leave a legacy. And this is what I love to do. You know, I get to use my talents, resources, and time to uplift others, support others, and to leave a legacy. And, you know, you're, you you mentioned you have children. How how old are your children? Mm-hmm. What are twenty seven? Okay, they're not really 20, children. Children, but, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. twenty seven, uh-huh. twenty five, uh, twenty, and then the baby is fourteen. And they're watching, you know. And mm-hmm. you may never know unless they sit down and say, "Mom, I just want to tell you," you know, because they are watching you and they're taking. They're 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 internalizing what it is that you do, and you are setting such a wonderful example. And then to write books, that's something physical. When you talked about in the beginning of our podcast that at four years old you just loved reading, you know, and and that it just was so meaningful to you. And then you 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 move forward to where you are today, and you're still in that same sphere. I just I just think it's. It's phenomenal. I really do. And when when you're looking ahead, do you have aspirations and goals um, as an independent author or an entrepreneur or a radio? What what do you see as your aspirations as you're looking forward? I mean, ultimately, I just want to reach and impact as many people as I can. I want to spread positivity and inspiration like wildfire. Um, mm-hmm. I want to write more books. I want to connect with people all over the world. I would love to have my books, you know, in different languages. Yeah. I want to produce more shows. I want to become known all over the world as a life-changing radio personality. Um, as an entrepreneur, I want to continue to create products that remind people to just think more positive. I want to make it so that, you know, people don't have to change their routines or habits, but when they have one of my products, subtle reminder sprinkled through their day, you know, filling them with optimism. When they see it, they'll Mm -hmm. be like, I can do this, you know, I'm going to live a positive life. So I guess I just really want to light up the world, you know, one book at a time, one show at a time, one product at a time, you know, one day at a time. And, you you know, you mentioned products and – I know that you are the CEO of Design Doc LLC. What exactly is that that you do there with that company? So I, I do have a product line of inspirational items. Um, oh, I nice. actually just recently launched some products for my show, and they're mm. just, again, inspirational products. Um, I've kind of combined the radio aspect with the inspirational speaking. So, uh, for instance, one of the mugs that I just released is called I Am Enough. When you scan the mug, there's a positive message there telling you that you are more than enough. 
Um, and then there's a water bottle that, you know, instead of how you have some water bottles that say, you know, drink water at these times, on this one, it will give you something motivational. And then when you scan it in the morning, it's going to give you a morning message to, you know, get you pumped up. Afternoon kind of pick you up in that afternoon slump. And then in the evening, a kind of, you know, mellow meditational to get you, you know, relaxed right. for the evening. I like the fact that I'm looking at that page right now as I'm speaking to you, and I really like the fact that you have a candle too. I, there's something yeah. about this, the aroma of a candle that can really be very calming, don't you think? I, I mean, oh, I, yeah. would, I would guess that you think that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I would absolutely agree. Oh my goodness! I, I, you know, I, I think about you, and I think, how do you balance? How do you balance all of this stuff? I mean, I, I really do wonder about that. I mean, how do you balance all of this? Is, is there a way that you say, well, Marsha, I, I meditate, or Marsha, I, I do practice yoga, or I take a walk? I mean, how do you balance this? This all the activities in your life. Yeah, I think. Um... I have finally learned to say no. Oh, good for you. I think one of the things is that (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've learned how to do the things that matter um, because there's a lot of things that we can do. But I try to just focus on the things that matter and think about, you know, the one of the books I read about, you know, just living in the present. And really Mm -hmm. when you think about, when you think about the moment, you don't worry about some of those things that you could be doing. And so I think really it's just, I think the biggest thing is just really focusing on what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And that really helps me to balance, you know, what to do, what not to do, and, and when I need uh-huh. a break. Do you, do you journal? I don't. No, I don't. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't either. But I, I do find that sometimes, and I'm, I'm with you on this because I'm beginning to say no to some things as well. Um, I'm a lot older than you are, and I know that um, taking care of my health, you know, I I live alone, uh, well, except for the cat, but, you know, she's not going to fix me something to eat. Um, You know, uh, but I I think that balance is, is, uh, and, you know, it's it's funny, it's, it's it's a really significant word in my life, to stay in some balance and maybe other people listening would say the same thing it's like you know how do you you know this whole multitasking i just can't think of a worse thing for my brain than trying to do 12 things at one time and so for me if i at least write myself a note to go back so that i while i'm thinking about it i remember it but i don't i'm not gonna, i'm not able to do that right now you know we have all of these smart devices that that can be our friend, and you can just say something to that woman that starts with the letter A or that woman that starts with the letter S and, and, and take a note, you know, and, mm-hmm. and remember to go back to that because I think it's, it's important. Um, so when you think about envision, envisioning a, and making a lasting impact um, in the lives of others, how do you envision doing that through your creative pursuits? Well, I think that, you know, continuing what I'm doing, I, I want to continue to write books that just really touch mm-hmm. hearts and inspire change. You know, I want to write things that, you know, 20 years from now someone will pick up and it will still resonate. Um, mm-hmm. I want to use my radio platform, you know, for good. I want to uplift and empower listeners, just fill the airways with positivity. You know, the, the news and things have just become so negative And yes. I just want to just put a little bit of positivity out there. And then again, you know, as an entrepreneur, I really just want to create things that help people to, you know, embrace positivity and and encourage them to make a difference in their own lives, to see that, you know, you can take something, you know, your your small gifts and talents and and turn them into something, you know, amazing that that blesses other people as well. I I agree. And, you know, you, I I absolutely agree with what you're saying. And, um, Sometimes people don't even stop to think about that. What impact am I having? You know, do I even 
understand what my purpose is. Where, where are my skills? Are there skills that mm-hmm. perhaps I could improve on? And maybe it requires, you know, getting a mentor, taking, taking a class, doing something like that that um, increases those skills. But, you know, I think that living a purposeful, grateful life is very important. And I'm just wondering, are there any moments that stand out um, as having a significant impact on your career? I mean, is there a specific, is there something you can think of that would answer that question? Um, I mean, I would say that, you know, the military as a whole would be mm-hmm. like that moment in time, right? Um, it had a huge impact on my career. It shaped me, you know, as a person, personally and professionally. And I think one of the you know, most significant lessons I learned in the military is the power of mind over matter, right? Um, I was the smallest one in my unit. I was barely 105 pounds when I went in. And so I faced a lot of physical challenges. But I quickly realized that, you know, having that strong mindset, that positive attitude could make all the difference. And I learned that that mental resilience could take over and I could use Mm -hmm. that in other areas of my life. You know, I realized that that same discipline, that courage and leadership, you know, were valuable assets in other areas of my life. And I remember having a conversation with someone one time when we were talking about entrepreneurship. And they asked me a question and I said, well, I guess I'm just, you know, too scared. And they reminded me, they said, but you're brave. They said, you were in the military. They said, just take that Mm. same bravery and apply it there. And that was kind of life-changing for me because I thought, that's right. You know, you can take those skills and transfer them to other areas of your life. It's a discipline, wouldn't you say? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Did you did you go overseas? I did. I was in Germany. You were in Germany, okay. Mm-hmm. That must have been very different. I mean, you know, you had you ever been out of the country prior to being in the military? I presume you hadn't. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Was it scary for you? It was. I would say it mm-hmm. definitely was, you know, being away from family. You know, I was yeah. young, 18 years old, wow. and so it was definitely different. And then being in a country where, you know, you don't know the language. And I just right. remember at that time feeling really bad for people that couldn't read because I would look at the signs and they, they meant nothing. And I mm-hmm. thought, wow, you know, what a privilege it is to know how to read. Yeah, it's funny how life experiences give you that that you wouldn't have mm-hmm. thought about that otherwise, which is makes life so interesting. And, and because you are a wordsmith, do you have some favorite quotes that it's like, you know, this is a quote that, that I always look towards. Do you have some favorite quotes? Uh, I have many, many favorite quotes. I, I love quotes. You um, like you said, I love words. But it is yes. impossible to pick just one. But I think but. one that would kind of sum it up for me would actually be a Bible scripture, um, Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Um, I think that my parents instilled in me just this value of hard work. And so I try not to start anything if I'm not going to do it wholeheartedly. And so this mm-hmm. verse to me is just like, it's the way I approach things. It's the way that I approach my work. You know, when I do things with sincerity, with passion and dedication, and when I consider that I'm doing them, you know, as service for the greater good and to God, then I feel like I have the potential to make a significant difference in, in any, anything that I do. So yes. I would say probably this scripture is just like a philosophy for life, right? A reminder to just go through life, living wholeheartedly, putting forth that wholehearted effort, and then acting with integrity and focusing on being part of the greater good. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about teaching? I, like you need to add one more thing to what you do, but I, but I I, I have I would love to be a teach. professor. Would you? Yeah, I would love to be a professor. I've done a few um, just teaching for classes. They bring me in as a guest speaker, and I absolutely love that. I love teaching, but I just I use it on my kids. I teach them everything. Well, that's I mean I could see I, I live very <laughs> close to a university. And, you know, and I'm also I'm involved in my Rotary Club. I'm involved in the Chamber. I could really see where some of these platforms, you know, the Scouts, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, there's just so many organizations where you could be that speaker and, and just 
be you. Just be Davina mm-hmm. being Davina. And um, I could see where people would have out their notepads taking taking notes about the things that you're saying. Maybe everything won't resonate with every single person, but I suspect that many will, especially if they're reflecting. If they're, ref- mm-hmm. you know, when I, who, I didn't know I was ever going to be a podcaster some 14 years ago when my husband died, you know, and it was like, whoa, so who am I? You know, I, I, I need to look at who I am as, as, a, as a widowed woman that's young and has a life to live. And how do I go about doing that? And how do I put that kind of um, life into, back into me? You know, what, what is this mm-hmm. about? So when you look at your professional life, what do you enjoy most about your professional life? I don't even know. You might have several things that you enjoy most about your professional life. Um, I mean, I would say one of the things is probably just having the freedom to be creative. You know, one of the things I always thought that I was just kind of this weirdo because I I always <laughs> find ways to, like, learn and, you know, and I always had these little weird messages and things like that, but I thought it was kind of weird. And when I started sharing those things and I realized that, like, this is a gift, that was empowering. So, you know, just having the freedom to be creative just to try new things, to find better ways to get things done. Um, I love looking for ways to just learn something new, expand my skills, and get better. So I feel like there's just always room for growth. Um, Mm -hmm. I enjoy being able to, you know, impact others, obviously, with my efforts. And just knowing that my work's making a difference, I think that's what keeps me going and motivates me. You know, I just enjoy the freedom to be creative and then always have the opportunity for growth. You know, with technology changing and, and yes. so everything's changing, there's always something new to learn. And so I just find that, you know, very, very uh, rewarding. Do you, as an entrepreneur, do you mentor others that might be looking for somebody like you to like, wow, how did you ever do that? Do you, do you have people that you mentor? I would say that, that definitely... Um, I, I do unofficial mentoring, I would say. Um, a lot of people reach out to me and ask different things, and mm-hmm. I've done some consulting for, for companies and things like that. Um, but in terms of something I do on an everyday basis, no. Yeah. I I could see, um, I don't know, do you always, do you always have um, a book in process? Like as we speak right now, is there a, a book that's in the process Yes, definitely. Of course. Do you, you know, I've I've had a lot of authors on my show before, and it's interesting how different authors have different processes. Are you a person that that does bullet points and uses your computer and writes away? Are you a person that long hands on a tablet and writes away? How do you? How do you? What's your writing Scott style? I definitely use computer. Uh, it's one of the few things that I, I like to, you know, use a computer for because uh, mm-hmm. I'm very much a paper, pencil type of person. Okay. Um, but I won't say that it's not on paper before it makes it to the computer because I'm a, I'm like a note, I guess, maniac. Mm-hmm. I have <laughs> probably, I don't know how many notebooks. I, I just always keep a notebook because there's something always coming to my head. Mm-hmm. So I just write down and then I go back to my notes and, and then something in my notes might be a book, you know. Right, <laughs> so. right. I think that's, I, I think probably a lot of writers do that, especially when you're, you're not a novel writer. You're, like you say, you're, you're creative. You want to inspire people by positivity. And, and that makes sense to me. And sometimes, you know, I've been doing this word of the day for, five years or however many years I do it on in, on my social media. And words are important to me, too. And some words mm-hmm. have really significance. Other words like, oh, I hadn't really thought about it that way. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when you think about yourself, knowing who you are today, what advice would you have given your younger self knowing what you know today? 
Well, my younger self may not have listened, but <laughs> I would say, you know, <laughs> That's I would say, you know, <laughs> but funny. I would definitely say, you know, be brave, take risks. I would say, you know, life is too short. This particular day is just a drop in the bucket. You know, don't take it too seriously. I would say follow your heart, pursue your passions. I would say don't be afraid to embrace your weirdness. You know, one day you'll realize it's what makes you unique and special. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, go ahead and be your biggest cheerleader. Celebrate your wins no matter how small they are. Believe in yourself when everyone else doubts you. I would say protect your ears and your eyes. I would say be so careful what you consume and who you surround yourself with because you, you become what you consume. And I would say you don't need anyone else's approval. It's your life. Choose the profession you love, not the one that pays you the most. I would say life is for living, so live it fully. If you make a mistake, learn from it, move on, share your lessons with others, and keep going. You said something, I, I, I cannot write as fast as you are profound, but something that you said was protect your ears and protect your mm-hmm. eyes. Go, expand mm-hmm. on that a little bit more. I mean, we definitely become what we consume. I think, you know, there was a little phrase, you are what you eat, but right. I think, you know, but we are what we consume with our eyes and ears. I mean, there's so much, I think we see it now with social media. People are watching so much on social media that they're becoming depressed and, and all these different anxieties. And, and then, you know, you have these live shootings and different events that are being televised on social media and people are experiencing PTSD and, and all these other things. I mean, we just don't know how important it is to protect our eyes and our ears from, from just harm. And then when it comes to ears, I mean, you know, the music we listen to, the news that we listen to. I mean, if you can continue to listen to the news all day long, you will think that the world is ending in the next mm-hmm. minute because it's full of nothing but hatred and anger. And, you know, so you just have to, I would say, you know, just protect what you consume. Be very careful what you consume because it makes you who you are. They say, you know, you are like the five people that you are closest to. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're watching something negative or listening to something negative, that is, that's what you're going to become. It's, it's so interesting. Um, I'm an observant person. It doesn't really matter where I am. Um, I'm observing. Um, sometimes my kids say that I'm judgmental. And I just say, well, I'm just curious and I'm just paying attention to things. And I think that what you said about the news has reached that point where it's like, you know, I think um, like on our local news station, they'll be reporting the news and it's almost always something terrible. Um, Or then it's the weather, which is not terrible. Or it's sports and you hope your team won. But there's also something that they call bright spot on my local news station here. And then that's when they highlight a bright spot, something that's actually positive. And I feel like there's not enough of that right now. I feel like, and I guess maybe that's what I do, what I do, because let's face it, you're not going to be my guest next week. But I like to bring out what is positive and what what my guests, like I'm sure you say the same thing. What is it you do? Why do you do it? What what gives you, um, what fulfills you in this process? What can people take away from listening to your story? I've had so many people say to me, Marcia, you should write a book. How you, how you, how you recover from an instant tragedy not that it wasn't difficult, you know, people don't minimize that. But, you know, um, fortunately for me, my husband did not suffer. I didn't witness him suffering and have the relief of him passing. So I had the shock of him dying. Certainly it wasn't anything that was expected. But, but then what? You know, do you just go to bed, put the pillow over your head, get under the covers and never come back out? Is that, is that living a life of fulfillment? And I, I say no. 
do you have to rush into finding, well, this is, then this is what you got to do? No. You need to take mm-hmm. your time to get to where you need to be. And, and nobody can set that timetable for you. And some people are very um, closed. I happen to be very open. And I, I enjoy hearing other people's stories just like yours. And I'm sure you do the same with others. And I, I think that it, it unites us. And that there are things that we all have in common if we just took the time to learn a little bit. Now, maybe... XYZ person isn't all that interested, you know, and that's fine. That that just may not be who you are and that isn't what you require and I understand that. But for those of us that want to be connected and and be creative, you know, I think that, you know, that's that's an opportunity and whether you do that because you've joined your local YMCA or you've done it because you're, you know, you're doing something that you enjoy doing that puts you in a group of others, then I say, well, great, because that's, that's a community that you like. Somebody else might say that is the last thing in the world I would want to do. So when you think about your life and balancing, what do you like to do for fun that just like, okay, I'm going to just take a deep breath and this is what I'm going to do. What do you like to what do you like to do for fun? Well, I mean, first and foremost, of course, I love to spend time with my family. We um right. we love to travel. Uh of course, I mm. love to read. I love to listen yeah. to music. I love to write. I love to swim. I love oh. to exercise, you know, walk in the nature. Um mm-hmm. I like to paint. I like to oh. love to do crafts. And I'd love wow. to do little makeover projects. Um, mm-hmm. I love using my hands and being creative. So I actually just redid my outdoor space, and it actually oh, looks nice. pretty amazing, like it could be in a magazine. So I just oh, love wow. being able to do something with my hands, and then, you know, you stand back and you look, and you're like, I did that, you know, and yeah. seeing the before and after. It's just it's yes. great. Where have you traveled? Where, where, where have been some of the family traveling that you've done? Uh, we went to London last well, a couple of years back, actually, mm-hmm. to go see my uh, family that we had never seen. My mother's um, side and my father oh. both had family over there. Nice. So that was pretty nice. Before COVID, we did cruises every year, so that was yes. really nice. Yes. And we recently went to, well, we went out to um, Minnesota where my oldest son lives. Visited oh. him. That was pretty cool because we went to the Mall of America. Oh, that's and so cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, of course, we, yeah. we did a Florida trip um, not too long mm-hmm. ago. We did. Uh, we went to um, Los Cabos. That was amazing. Oh. Uh huh. We've done, you know, Mexico, Caribbean. Um, the only thing That's we haven't cool. done, which mm-hmm. we want to do, is Alaska. <gasps> well, okay. So my last trip um i'm going to actually go to the new jersey shore in a few weeks i'm actually going to take a vacation with my um daughter her husband and their and his family we're going to sea island along the shore but prior to that because of covid like you just mentioned i had taken an alaskan um cruise um, with my brother and his wife and, and her siblings and that was really cool however I'm just saying, just something to just sort of tuck away there. I, I've had a lot of wonderful travel experiences myself. A very good friend of mine um, worked in the executive MBA office um, at Loyola Marymount University, which is practically in my backyard. And part of what they did on um, in that coursework, 20, 20 months, was international travel. And she said, hey, you want to pick up your airfare, that's about all it's going to cost you. I'm, you know, it's, you're welcome to join us. And I went, all right. So of all the places that I traveled with them, which was just about all around the world, um, I would absolutely add Africa to your bucket list because okay. I have never seen anything quite like South Africa. It was very remarkable. And I just, I like photography. See, so you're... Um, my brother was an art teacher. My father was artistic. So when you say you like, you know, painting and things like that, and uh, I can understand that. Because what I sense about you is that you are c- 
creative. I mean, that's what you, that's how you even described yourself, that, um, that you are a creative person. And so that isn't difficult for you to, to paint or to draw or to write. Um, and that you get pleasure from that. And then, then you add that exercise in where you like to swim. Do you swim in a pool? Do you swim in a lake? Where do you like to go swimming? A pool. Mostly pool. Yeah, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that I think you live back to that word again, Davina, which is balance. It sounds to me like you know how to do that. I mean, you also have a husband and you have children, so you have a lot going on. Do you have any pets? I do. I have one dog. He's uh, three years old. Uh huh. Yeah, Husky Lab. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So you know he needs to be walked. So there's something to do, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Well, I just don't know if there's anything else you'd like to share with us before we say goodbye, if there's any lasting. You know, I just, oh, I just love your positive principles hidden in plain sight. If you, I know I've put you on the spot here because you weren't expecting me to ask you that again, but we have another, we have a few minutes and if you had one other principle that you'd like to share because you, you just have it at the top of your head, that would be great. If you don't, you know, I understand that yeah, because sure. you weren't expecting. Well, I'd love to hear another positive principle. What a great way to end the podcast. Okay. All right. Well, there's one more that I, I really enjoy, and it's about um, a soap dispenser. And it just was one on, you know, self-care. And the fact that, you know, when you have a soap dispenser and it's running low on soap, you know, you pound that thing down because you're trying to get that last drop out. But it doesn't matter how much you push on it. It's not going to come out because it's it's empty, right? Right. It's the same thing with us. You know, we've got to take time to refill. When you get empty, it's too late. Nothing is going to come out. You're not going to be able to produce. You're not going to be able to create. You're empty. And you can't give to others what you don't have. And the other thing about it is once you refill that container, it's still not going to come out immediately because it's got to, you know, come back up into the tube. And so you don't want to get to that point where you're empty before you refill. You want to go ahead and refill before you get empty. So that's just um, Mm -hmm. a little bit of that one because that one was kind of long. But just an idea of, you know, you've you've got to refill. You can't give what you don't have. And are, these are all in your in that book, right? Positive principles hidden in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know your books are um, all available on Amazon, so people can easily find yes. them. And mm-hmm. I just I want to just thank you. I want to thank you for being who you are and and being that authentic person that just. You can you can tell that you love what you're doing. It's it's very obvious to me that this is a fulfilling life that you live, and a lot of people can't say that. And I think that what people when you when I asked you before we went on the air and we were getting to know each other, and I said, "Gosh, I mean, there's just so many things about you." And I said, "I don't even know the best way to describe you because you do so many things." And you said, "You know, Marsha." I'm an inspirational speaker. And I thought, yes, you are. Davina, you really are an inspirational speaker. And I really do see lots of opportunities that maybe you haven't even discovered yet. And and TED Talk being one of them, you know, where I could see you being on the stage and presenting. I could see you being a speaker at a graduation. Have they ever asked you to come and speak at one of your at your college um, at a graduation? No, not yet. Would you want to if you if they did? Oh yeah, I definitely would. Oh well, do I need to send somebody a letter? <laughs> Who do I contact? Because I cannot believe they're missing this opportunity. My goodness, that's just that's so funny. I mean, really, because you're, and and just I can feel your personality. I can feel your smile in your voice, and and people others. That's not a uniqueness. Like, oh, aren't I special? No. That's because that's who you are, and and that smile comes through whether people physically can see you or not. And I just want to thank you so very much for spending this hour with me. 
Um, I know you're on the other side of the country, um, so I know it's getting late. And um, I just just thank you. And I would just say if anybody is out there and you're feeling like you're stuck in a rut, maybe you need to look at the brighter side of life, and this might be just the podcast for you. So thank you so very much for, for joining me today. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was definitely my pleasure. Thank you. Okay, well, I'm going to say goodbye for now. We're going to hear a little bit of music to take us out. Bye, everybody. I'll be back next week.